Ah, Guinness for strength. I seen the Dullahan myself, stopping on the brow of the hill between Bryansford and Moneyscalp late one evening, just as the sun was setting. It was completely headless, but it held up its own head in its hand, and I heard it call out a name. I put my hands across my ears in case the name was my own, so I couldn't hear what it said. When I looked again, it was gone. But shortly afterwards, there was a bad car accident on that very hill, and a young man was killed. It had been his name that the Dullahan was calling, calling, calling. St. Patrick's Day to all you great green beer drinking folks out in the hinterlands. As is our one, Maxie and I are dropping a bit of Irish myth for your enjoyment on this day of days. Hey gang, a little bit of tradition here at Nightmares and Daydreams. Mm -hmm. And it's because Rock loves him some Irish folklore. I do love me some Irish folklore. And I blame the Disney gem Darby O'Gill and the little people for that. And of course all the reading I've done on the subject. So you know we gotta represent. Have a bit of Irish whiskey, maybe a Guinness, which I'm having right here, and we're gonna tell y'all some tales. But before we do, we'd like to remind you all that, first of all, Secret of Roninish <laughs> is better than Darby O'Gill. <laughs> I got some for you later. <laughs> but also, please continue to like, follow, and especially review. Yeah, friends, please take the quick second to grant us that boon of the sacred five-star review. It helps so much and like max said take the extra time out to write a few kind words we really appreciate it so rock what are we <sighs> gabbing about today hold on maxi let me finish this not finish just have a taste of this delicious guinness i have in front of me <laughs> and man i just have to say a freshly poured guinness everybody it's a beautiful thing am i right i agree it's rather awesome dude i love when you pour fresh guinness and it's all coalescing the carbonation getting just right it looks amazing man it's like a work of art it's like a commercial <laughs> you love you some beer <laughs> we've established that man i do love beer oh and also since max started this i'd like to send a quick shout out to listener ryan who pointed out that even though secret of roan inish has a most respectable freshness review of 96 percent on rotten tomatoes darby o'gill and the little people has a freshness rating of 100%. So that's called a mic drop, Maxi. Deal with it, son. Hold up. I got to go leave a review real quick. <laughs> You're going to bring it down to 99. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But no, seriously, clearly there's something wrong with the Rotten Tomatoes algorithm. Uh, the people have spoken, Maxi. Darby and his leprechauns reign supreme. That's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we have a show to do today, Rock? All right, man. Off to the races. So today we're talking about the Dullahan and other monstrous Irish legends, gang. Irish monsters are wicked, as we shall see. So, from the opening story, it sounds to me like the Dullahan is another Irish harbinger of doom. Yet another harbinger. And there are many in Irish culture, gang. Uh, the most famous being, of course, the legendary Banshee. And the band Nye, or Little Washerwoman. Mm-hmm. Which may be more Scottish now that I think about it, but she serves a similar purpose to the Banshee. You see her, hear her cries or wails. Yeah, totally. 
Not typically a good thing, gang. Yep, somebody's going to perish entirely. It's the whole Harbinger of Doom thing. And so when Darby O'Gill and the little people, it's a Dullahan that drives the infamous Death Coach, also called the Coach Shabauer, which comes to collect the souls of the departed. So let me ask you something. In the What's up? Original, in the opening story, mm-hmm. you know, he covered his ears just in case the Dullahan was saying his name. Yeah. Now, would that effectively ward off impending doom or did he just not want to know? Sometimes ignorance is bliss. It's like, la, 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 I can't hear you, (laughs) headless coachman. I'm going to go to the pub and forget all about it. So, hey, man, that's actually a a good question. And, uh, you know, Irish listeners out there. Any of y'all got an answer we'd like to hear. Yeah, if you guys just ignore the Dullahan's call, are you, like, free to go about your business? Or are you just, you know, doomed regardless? Good question, Maxie. All right. And... I think, if I'm not mistaken, the Banshee summons the coach, correct? For the soul mm-hmm. of the person she's keening for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, according to some legends, absolutely. She, she's the one that puts the call in for the coach. That's an Uber ride you don't want to accept, y'all. <laughs> no, man. Not Lyft, not Uber. Banshee calls it. Stay away. So, you know, it's the Dullahan that drives the coach. But in addition to being, you know, the coach driver, he's also said to ride a black horse. Let's get into a quick description of the Dullahan gang. He's headless to begin with. So, a headless horseman. Yes, and no, I, I mean, yeah, he's a headless horseman, but he's also a headless coach driver. He drives the coach to Bauer. But the terror rises up several notches when he's on horseback. Oh, yeah? Why is that? Horse is just naturally scary. Because in some cases, the horse is also headless. Oh, wow. Headless horseman, headless horse. Yeah, that's a nope. Yeah, man. And uh, if the horse wasn't headless, the beast is said to have flaming eyes and hooves, so kind of like a nightmare D&D style. And get this, y'all. He uses a human spine as a whip to spur the horse to go even faster. A human spine, y'all. Whose spine is it? Does it matter, dude? It's a spine, bro. Like, it's just I mean, messed up. I'm just curious. You know, it could be like... Who do you think's going to die? Your friend's over there all like slumped over. He's like, I think it's me, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, like if you're slumped over, you're hosed anyway. Yeah, because right your but spine's it, gone. It's like, oh, he's got my spine already, I guess. It's not the Dullahan because he's not like, you know, he's upright. But who knows, man? You know, another thing is that the Dullahan has supernatural sight. Like he holds his severed head aloft. And with it, he can scan like vast expanses of land, like miles and miles. And he can look into the homes where people are dying. Is his head gnarly? You called it, man. And according to the lore, you know, his head is supposed to look like moldy cheese or yeasty bread. Sounds delicious. Oh, yeah, let's get out that red wine and (laughs) olive oil. Gross. (laughs) So another thing is uh, he can take the eyesight of anyone that sees him. That's not fair. So avert thine eyes, awesome listeners in the Emerald Isles. Look away, man. How does he do that? Well, apparently, according to the lore, he uses that human spine to whip your eyes out. (laughs) He's serious. No playing from the Dulan. He's like Indiana Jones. (laughs) So according to the lore, you can hear his coach rumbling down the streets toward the home of the dying person. And if you did, it was wise to throw open any gates and unlock any doors on your property so the coach wouldn't stop in front of your house. 
Ah, so the coach of Bauer just keeps on going. Yep, yep, yep. Once and it if stops, you, it may decide to take you along. You know, but the thing is this, Maxie, if you opened your door while you heard the coach rumbling by your house, a basin of blood was thrown in your face. I recall that bit of lore from our Banshee episode, I think. That's pretty crazy, though. Yep. Keep the gates open, but don't open your door, folks. Good advice. All right, Max, listen, man. So I brought up the Dulahan. We had a little bit of info on that. What you got for this episode? Ireland has so many amazing legends. Agreed. Let's talk about the Darug Dua. All right, love it. Tell our listeners about the Dark Dua, Maxie. First and foremost, she's a vampire. Her name translates to Red Bloodsucker. Damn. Well, why don't I just get into the legend? Please do. You know, we love us some Irish vampires. Hey, you know, werewolves, vampires, perfect Irish week. Here. Exactly. Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> Years ago, or so the bards claim, there lived a woman so beautiful that young men from all over Ireland journeyed to see her and attempt to gain her hand in marriage. All of this was to no avail, for she loved a local man, handsome, with a good heart, but very little money. Though this mattered little to her, it mattered to her father, who watched the pair closely, angry that his daughter had chosen such a poor suitor. Soon, however, a notorious and wealthy clan chieftain caught sight of the beauty and wanted her for his own. Her father, a greedy, uncaring man, immediately put a stop to the relationship with the man she loved and set her up with this chieftain in exchange for land and riches and a name for himself. His daughter, in his view, was his to use as he would, and he would use her to raise his station in life. No matter how much she begged, he didn't care. The date was set, and she was married to this new rich suitor. He was an evil controlling man and locked her away for his own enjoyment, keeping her in solitude, only existing for his own enjoyment, never allowing her the company of others. One of his favorite activities was to go to the tower where he kept her and press his keen knife lightly to her throat, drawing blood. Meanwhile, her father reveled in his new status as a wealthy landowner, throwing lavish parties with his newfound riches. The only thing that kept the girl going was the thought that her love would come and rescue her one day. But he never did. In some legends, she killed herself, and in others, she simply wasted away. The loneliness, fear, and depression was too much for her to bear. So she was buried in a modest ceremony near Strongbow's tree in Westport, and her husband, even before she was cold in the ground, had taken on a new wife. The local belief of piling rocks on a grave so the deceased wouldn't rise was not done at her service, perhaps because the townsfolk felt so guilty over her untimely death. No one knows for certain, but her grave, in any case, was not covered with stones as others were. Now the only person to mourn her death was her first love, wishing he could have rescued her Yet that night, tormented by the desire for revenge, to right the wrong done to her, the girl rose from her grave as the dark Dua, the red bloodsucker.
first order of business was to deal with her treacherous father. Tracking him to his new home, she found him and ripped his throat out. Yet her thirst for revenge was not done. Now she had to find her husband. And she did. He was in his chambers, drinking wine, surrounded by his new wife and other women. The rage she felt was new to her. And welcome. She drained her old husband dry as the women around him screamed and scrambled for safety. Yet even though the men who had wronged her were dead, the desire for revenge still burnt strong within her. It is said, even after all this time, she haunts the area still, her siren song and otherworldly beauty luring ill-fated men to her grave, where the Daragdua, the red bloodsucker, kills them, drains them, before returning to the bleak silence of her grave. Westport, Strongbow's Tree, and you hear otherworldly music in the wee hours, you know what to do. <laughs> Pull a Monty Python and run away. Run away, yes. Good advice. Well, first off, you have to hope that you make your will save against the magic of the Darug Dua's sultry song. Sultry. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Irish listeners out there, you have some legends of the Darug Dua or hell, the Dulahan? If so, please send them to us. You know we'd love to hear them. <laughs> For that matter, any other sorts of tales, gang. True. We love our listeners' tales episodes, so keep them coming. What else you got for us, Rock? Well, let's talk about the trickster of the fair folk, the Amadon Dub. And this guy is also known as the Stroke Lad and is, according to the lore, absolutely stark raving mad. And yeah, we've talked about the Puka, the Red Cap, Black Shuck, and other dangerous fae. That said, there are many who claim the Amadon Dub is the most dangerous fae creature of all. A stark, raving, mad fey trickster? Mm-hmm. Sounds like it could be dangerous. Or fun. According to the lore, he's super dangerous. A shapeshifter, if you know the Amadan dub's true form. But some have seen a figure, all dressed in black, dancing erratically along lonely moors and hills to eerie, disembodied music. Some say he plays the pipes or flute as well. Yeah, that sounds pretty creepy. So... A little bit. Another name you said was the Stroke Lad? <laughs> Yeah, and this name is apt, because some say his touch will cause the fairy stroke, which can drive people mad as well as paralyze them. Will wearing a holy medal or some sort of cold iron help? Dude, honestly, I'm not sure. I mean, it couldn't hurt. You know, some also say he appears as a monstrous and deformed, you know, pig or sheep or a man riding a lame horse. And let's get to his name, gang. Amadan means fool and dove means dark. And apparently June is the month that he's most active. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> so, yeah, the dark fool of the Fae. Pretty wicked. And yeah, so maybe we don't go to Ireland in June. Write it down, Maxie. We can't forget. No Irish vacay in June. <laughs> so, 
No known protective measures then. None. It, you know, if you catch his attention, he can become invisible at will. Nice. So you won't see him coming. And according to the lore, there is very little that can be done in regards to attacks by the Amadan dove. Man, this guy's no joke. So some wise folk in Ireland posit that the Amadan is so wicked because he's mad, like he's lost his mind. So he lashes out at everyone that he meets. I mean, that makes a certain amount of sense. So, hey, listen, let's just get into a quick story of the Amadan before we sign off, shall we? For sure. It's true enough that there is no cure for the stroke of the Amadan dove. There was an old man I knew long ago. He had a tape, and he could tell what disease you had by measuring you with it. And he knew many, many things. And he said to me one time, what month of the year is the worst? And I said, the month of May, of course. It is not, he said, but the month of June, for that's the month the Amadan gives his stroke. They say he looks like any other man, but he's terrible wide and not smart. I know a boy one time that got a great fright, for a lamb looked over a wall at him, and it had a big beard on it. And he knew it was the Amadan, or it was the month of June. And they brought him to the man I was telling you about that had the tape. And when he saw the boy said, send for the priest and get a mass said over him. And so they did. And what would you say to him still living today and having a family as well? This boy that even saw the Amadan was really affected by the experience, yeah? Yeah, correct, gang. And this just goes to show the power of the dark fool of the Fae, because even seeing him can cause a person great harm. And if he touches you, I mean, he can break your bones in addition to causing all the madness and paralysis. It's not a good thing. It's like even being in the same vicinity of this entity is not a good thing. Nope, it's not. Stay in pubs. That's my <laughs> advice. For once, <clears throat> I'm going to say that's good advice, Rock. So, we done? You know it. Gang, we are done. And thank you all for hanging out with Maxie and I. We really appreciate it on this St. Patrick's Day. And if you'd like more Nightmares and Daydreams, and you know you do, mm-hmm. please consider supporting the podcast by going over to patreon.com slash nightmares podcast. Fun bonus content awaits. And join us on all the socials, gang. Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Holler at your boys, why don't you? And Teresa Joy, the best bard in the biz, is in charge of all music and production of our pod. Find and follow our amazing bard at Viobrite on Facebook and Instagram. And please join us at our own damn website at nightmarespodcast.net. You got a story? As we said earlier, we want it. Scroll on down the website, spot the wolves at the bottom, and submit your story, gang. Or you could just email us, go old school, mm-hmm. at nightmarespodcast at gmail.com. Press that easy button, y'all. Finally, everybody, happy St. Patrick's Day. And as always, be good to each other and... Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams.